You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode 110. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I'm going to talk about emotional intelligence particularly how to know when to shift emotions and how to know when to allow emotions. I loved when we got this question inside Thriving Coach Academy. One of our students said, how do you know? Because there are times when it seems that it would be helpful for clients to you know, shift or change their emotions and other times when it's more useful for them to simply allow their emotions. So I'm going to break it down in this episode. This is one that I've been doing lots of journaling on, and I can't wait to share with you what I came up with. By the way, if you are listening to this episode and you are not yet in Thriving Coach Academy, come on in. We'd love to have you. All you need to do is go to our website, www.thrivingcoachacademy.com. Um, you'll get free access to a, a training called Coaching 101 where we'll lay out for you um, the best things you need to know when you're getting started as a coach to be successful, the best strategies to grow your business, and we'll also go out, go over what we cover and include in the academy and how to get started and all that jazz, okay? So we'd love to have you in the academy. We have accepted lots of new students over the past uh, few months, and let's get your coaching business up and running. If you're loving this podcast, then you're going to be blown away by what we offer in the academy. All right, so let's talk allowing versus shifting. So allowing an emotion, what does it mean? Well, when we allow an emotion, it means we allow ourselves to experience and feel that emotion fully without having any judgment or any attempt to suppress or change that emotion. Okay, so allowing emotion involves acknowledging the emotion, giving yourself permission to experience that emotion without trying to push it away or deny its existence. Now, this can be a really important part of emotional processing that that people go through and could really help people understand and work through some challenging experiences in their life. I'm going to go over later in this episode examples of when it might be more appropriate to allow an emotion versus shift an emotion. So let's talk about what it means to shift an emotion. Shifting an emotion means to deliberately change the way that you feel about a situation by altering your thoughts about it. So it's deliberately changing the way you feel by altering your thoughts. So it might involve you reframing the way you see a situation um, or maybe in doing some kind of um, exercises or processes to help reduce stress or anxiety you're feeling. Um, Whether you want to shift or allow an emotion, these are both helpful processes to work with a coach on. And as a coach, if you're listening to this, you might be a coach or you're going to become a coach soon inside the academy. Um, So it's important for you to recognize when to do one versus the other, or maybe when it's appropriate to do both. All right. So shifting versus allowing. Um, When you are 
in order to know which one to do, I want to break it down on some things to look for. Okay, so the answer to that question is really going to depend on various factors. It's going to depend on maybe the type of emotion, the intensity of the emotion that your client's feeling, the context of the situation, and perhaps even their own personal values and goals. So you want to find that balance with clients between allowing and shifting emotions to really help understand what's going to be the best approach for them. Because sometimes it's more beneficial to allow yourself to experience an emotion, especially if it's a necessary and natural response to a situation. So allowing yourself to really feel that emotion can just help you develop more emotional resilience and strength. On the other hand, though, it might be more helpful to shift an emotion, especially if it's interfering with your ability to show up in a powerful or confident way. So let me talk about some examples of when allowing an emotion would be very useful. So let's say that you've heard some bad news, maybe about the the death of a loved one or the loss of a job. Um, it would be very appropriate to allow yourself to experience your emotions fully and just process them, whether it be feeling sad, feeling angry, feeling frustrated, it's so important for you to acknowledge and validate those emotions, okay? When you, when you allow yourself to feel those emotions, it helps you come to terms with the situation and then move forward in your life, okay? When you go through a major life transition, like maybe moving to a new city or maybe a divorce, it is so helpful to just allow all those emotions you feel to happen rather than trying to force them to be something else, Okay, so those are some examples of, of when it might be helpful to allow an emotion or maybe you're feeling like really down about something and rather than forcing yourself to be happy or positive, which sometimes people think like coaching is all about just slapping a positive thought or just thinking at some kind of affirmation, that's, that's so not what real and deep coaching is. It's certainly not the coaching that we teach in the academy. There could be so much benefit from allowing an emotion and letting yourself be there with that emotion. So let's say maybe some other examples, maybe you get a breakup text from someone that you thought you'd have a future with and allowing allowing yourself to have the emotion could mean just giving yourself that permission to feel sad, to feel angry, to feel hurt, to feel disappointed. Okay. Just letting yourself have those emotions without needing to go anywhere with them or without thinking that those emotions need to be fixed or resolved, okay? If you experience some kind of traumatic event, maybe a natural disaster or a car accident, then it would be so appropriate for you to allow the emotions that you have. Um, Maybe you feel scared, shocked, helpless, okay? It would not be really useful to just try to shift an emotion. Like if you got into some kind of tragic accident, if you're like, okay, well, how can I, you know, reframe this to think about the positive side to this whole thing, right? It just would be um, not really useful for you. It wouldn't be the best way to approach that situation. Another interesting example of when it might be helpful to allow an emotion is when you're feeling jealous of someone else's success. So you might wonder what I mean by this. So it could be really helpful to allow yourself to lean in more to that to that uh, jealousy because that envy might really have be connected to some insecurity that you might have. So when you lean into that, even though it's uncomfortable and you allow it, it could allow you to really reflect on what do you most want in your life? 
and what are the steps that you can really take to make that happen, okay? So rather than try to shift out of it, um, like when you notice that jealousy or envy, tune into it. I remember, I think it was one of the first 10 episodes on this podcast is on how to coach envy in yourself and in other people because there's so much insight you can get from feeling jealousy or envy about other people, all right? Um, so examples on when it's helpful to shift an emotion, all right? Shift the emotion. So it just started to downpour here in, in the Carolinas as well. It's like one of those really hot and sunny. And then like within minutes, there's this really torrential downpour that just started happening. So I'm seeing this outside my, outside my window right now. So when are ex- examples of uh, times to shift an emotion, when it would be best to do it? Let's say that you have a job interview coming up and you're feeling anxious or nervous about the interview. In those situations, it might be really helpful to shift your emotions to something that's more constructive, that gives you more confidence, that gives you more determination, right? So it would be really helpful for you to um, think thoughts that are going to allow you to show up with that confidence, right? It's It might not be so uh, powerful for you to just allow the anxiety and the nervousness and just carry that into your into your job interview, okay? Another example is, let's say that you have uh, some kind of public speaking event or presentation that you might be delivering, um, and you could have anxiety that's coming up around it. There could be a lot of benefit in you shifting that emotion. So instead of feeling the anxiety, you connect to power or strength or confidence or some kind of different emotion or thought that's going to serve you to show up in a way. So you're not just like bringing your anxiety out onto onto the stage or into your presentation, Okay, so those are some examples of when it could be helpful to shift. Maybe you have also another one that just came to mind is an upcoming exam or test. Okay, so you might feel anxious about it. There could be benefit to you shifting that emotion so that way you feel more relaxed going into that test rather than like such tensity, tenseness and anxiety. So shifting the emotion could help you really calm yourself down going into that. Um, Okay, and also maybe if you have overwhelm because of a long to-do list, uh, you know, just allowing the overwhelm might not do you much good. So shifting that could be helpful, really shifting that overwhelm to maybe like clarity or peace or calmness. And when you have that, you start to break down your to-do list to more, you know, smaller, manageable pieces um, rather than just like allowing that overwhelm to be there, which might not really serve you at all, all right? So there are times when, now that we've gone over some examples of when to do either or, either shift or allow, it's also important to know that it's not so black or white. So there could be situations in which it would be ideal to do both, to allow emotions and then shift emotions, okay? And I feel like in coaching, this is usually what you will do. You will first like allow, allow the, uh, have the client allow the emotion and just be with it before they shift it. So that's typically the approach you would take. There are instances though, where really it's just about allowing that emotion. Like let's not shift anything right now. Let's spend, let's spend some time just allowing the emotion. And then other times where you go right into shifting it. So what I'll give you an example of when it might be helpful to do both allow and shift. 
let's say that you're a student and you received some kind of poor grade on a very important exam. Maybe it would be helpful for you to feel whatever disappointment or frustration or sadness you're feeling and just acknowledging that, validating those emotions, talking that through with someone. Maybe you talk through it with a coach or someone close to you. However, after you acknowledge and validate those emotions, it might also be helpful and important for you to then shift that emotion to something that will help you move forward. Um, something that will like, give you that determination and confidence back so that way you're able to improve your study habits and get whatever kind of support or tutoring you might need. Okay, So by shifting your emotions, it's going to inspire you to take action. So that's something important to know is that when you allow an emotion to just be there, it's not really about action. It's just about being. But when you shift emotion, that's usually what gets people into action. Okay. So a lot of times in these examples I'm sharing, you probably hear that, you know, when you shift an emotion, it leads to some kind of new action or behavior that you're going to do. All right. So in this example where a student is receiving a a poor grade on an exam, you can see how it, it could be very useful to feel those emotions at first and then shift those emotions to then take those positive actions and move forward. So having that balance of allowing and shifting the emotions would be very useful in that situation. So I want to go over now some signs that your client might be trying to shift their own emotions and avoid allowing an emotion. So this is this is going to be key because oftentimes people, even in coaching, especially in coaching, they're going to want to go right to the shift. And as the coach, you want to sense when really what they need is to allow the emotion. So here are some signs that your client is trying to haphazardly shift an emotion when it really is their time to just allow it. One sign is if they keep changing the subject um, or maybe they avoid talking about the emotion altogether if you bring it up. So they like try to dance around it. Another is if they are very dismissive or critical of their own emotions. So this is really big. If they're using phrases like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way, or it's so silly or dumb of me to be so upset about this. So they're judging their own emotions. That's usually a sign that they need to be with that emotion even more and allow it so they could remove their judgment and resistance from it. Another sign is if your client tries to rationalize or intellectualize their emotions rather than feeling them. So think of this like they're trying to outthink their emotions. They might say something like, you know, I know logically there's no reason for me to be upset about this, but I just can't seem to shake the feeling. Um, So more logic-oriented people, they're going to try to outthink their emotions and use logic uh, to try to like explain them when really that could prevent them from just like acknowledging and validating those emotions without judgment. They might say something like, it doesn't really make sense for me to have this anxiety because everything is fine on the surface. So they might say like, it doesn't make sense or um, there's no logical reason for this to be happening. Um, They might say, well, I understand why I feel angry, but I just can't let it go. Like my brain's not letting me move on. So see how they're like, intellectualizing their emotions. They might say also, um, I know I shouldn't be taking this so personally, but I just can't help feeling hurt and rejected. Um, So these examples 
are ways that clients might be rationalizing their emotions and using their logic or reasoning to try to like dismiss or override their emotions rather than allowing themselves to fully experience those emotions. Okay. So yes, it is helpful to understand the underlying reasons for emotions. It's definitely helpful, but it's also important to honor and validate the feelings themselves, all right? Another sign someone might be trying to avoid uh, an emotion and avoid allowing an emotion is if they become defensive and argumentative when they are discussing the emotions, probably because they feel uncomfortable and vulnerable when they do focus on that emotion. So remember, emotions are not good or bad. They just are. And when you and your clients can allow yourself to feel emotions. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It means that you're a human, okay? So what do you do? What do you say as the coach if you notice that your client is trying to uh, avoid an emotion that they would benefit from allowing if they're trying to force themselves to shift out of an emotion uh, haphazardly? What you can do is bring ask questions to bring their awareness to the emotion, okay? So you might ask them questions like, what is the emotion you're experiencing right now? Like, can you describe that emotion to me in more detail? Where do you feel that emotion in your body? What is it like for you? So you're bringing their focus and their attention to that emotion because their brain is trying to steer them away from it and just focusing on the shift. You might also ask them, what would happen if you allowed yourself to feel this emotion fully without any judgment, or resistance. So I'll say that again. What would happen if you allowed yourself to fully feel this emotion without any judgment or resistance? Um, can, you, can you notice where this emotion is showing up in your body? So that's good because it helps people just connect to it even more on the physical level. What physical sensations are you experiencing? So they might say that they're having anxiety and they notice that they have like this heaviness in their head, right? This is part of allowing an emotion, bringing your awareness to it and just being with it. Remember when you are doing this, the goal is not to force a client to feel a certain way. It's just about creating a safe and supportive space for them to explore and honor their emotions in a way that is uh, authentic and empowering for them. Okay. So that's what you do if a client is trying to haphazardly shift an emotion and and that's what you do to redirect them back so they can allow that emotion and give it space. So now on the flip side, you might wonder, what are the signs that a client is allow- over allowing an emotion and it's time to shift? <laughs> this doesn't happen as often, but it might. So I want to share with you what to do in the unlikely case it does happen. Uh, Because there are times when, yes, it's important to fully honor and experience our emotions, but eventually there could be a time where we over-process the emotion and um, we've already resolved it, but we just like still harp on it. So here are some signs that a client might be allowing an emotion for too long. One is if they are repeatedly just talking about the same emotion and they're not like making any progress towards resolving it or moving forward. So they just like keep talking about the same emotion. Now there's if they, if they are stuck in a cycle of rumination or overthinking. Um, so they're just like going around in circles or like around the emotion over and over and over. So they're so hyper-focused on it. They just can't think of anything else. They can't feel any other way. Um, and your client might just directly say something like, you know what? I'm just so tired of feeling this way, but I don't know what to do to make it stop. I'm, t- I'm so tired of feeling this way. Um, 
but I'm stuck on how to how to move forward. So in these cases, your your client has already allowed the emotion. They have already given it so much focus and attention. They're not trying to avoid it or run away from it, but they're over allowing it at this point. Okay, so there are ways in which you can at this point you want to help the client move forward so that way they start to make that shift. Okay, so you might. There's various coaching questions that you can ask them. And, you know, we give tons of tools, step-by-step tools inside the academy for you to follow with your clients to help them shift their emotions. But like the core question, I'll give you just a few here. A couple of really core, more basic questions to ask is firstly asking the client, what do you want to feel instead? What do you want to experience instead? So when someone's so focused on one emotion, um, they don't realize that they can actually decide what they want to feel instead. They can put their awareness towards that. So by asking them, what do you want to feel instead? It lets them be at choice of their life and at their emotional experience. So if they're feeling lots of anxiety and they've allowed that for so long, then what do you want to feel instead? Like, I want to feel confident. I want to feel energized. I want to feel excited. And then another question, a follow-up question could be, what would it look like if or when you felt more of that emotion in this situation. So what would it look like when you felt more confident in this situation? What would it look like when you felt more energized in this situation? So this question helps them start to see and visualize how they would show up with that emotion, which is going to help kick them into gear. So they start to actually show up in that way because now it's the path is becoming clear to them. Like, okay, I don't just have to stay in this emotion, there's another option for me. There's another way that I could choose to experience this situation. There's another way I can choose to think and feel about it. Okay, so what would it look like when you started to feel more desired emotion, <laughs> feel more of that desired emotion in this situation, right? So those are things to consider when it comes to allowing an emotion versus feeling an emotion. When you, when you navigate this, and have a proper balance with your clients, you're going to find that they're going to become so much more emotionally intelligent, emotionally resilient, and have so much more power over their lives, um, and also so much freedom. Because I believe that when you find the space, when you when you discover the space to allow all emotions without judgment, you, you connect to this emotional freedom because you no longer have fear or resistance or judgment towards your emotions. Um, and this is such a powerful place to be in. And when you know the, the ability you have to shift emotions, then you become even more at the, pow- at the cause of your life because you realize that you are able to create your emotional experience. So when you have both of these allowing and shifting with your clients, it really does allow them to have so many breakthroughs and transformations in their work with you. All right, that's what I got in this episode. Before we finish up, I'm going to include a quick story from one of our students in the academy. So listen very closely to their story because they're going to share some of their tips for how to be successful as a coach. So enjoy their story and I will see you in the next episode. Hi, my name is Rick Harrigan. I'm a career and life purpose coach. Uh, I work with people to help them find their purpose and channel it into lucrative work they love. So January was about six, seven thousand. Then February was about eight, nine thousand. Then March was about twelve, thirteen. Uh, April was fourteen, fifteen, and now May, uh, everything just really quick clicked, uh, and I had that twenty thousand dollar month. As a matter of fact, I can't even take any new clients right now. I am full up. <laughs> 
and now that I'm full, I'm actually raising my rates significantly. Um, I realize that the program works and I have the confidence um, that it's what people need uh, and it's what people want. Uh, I am really happy to project that this should be, I expect it to be my first 100K year, 100K plus. Um, and the goal subsequent to that is to double it, have a 200K year, even more, to see all of this hard work uh, pay off has just been one of the best accomplishments, if not <laughs> the best accomplishment of my career. Uh, as a very wise person told me, failure we can do on our own, success requires support. Uh, and uh, in embracing that, that is what allowed, has allowed me to really excel. I used to think I could do it by myself and I couldn't. Uh, I wasn't armed with the knowledge or the experience um, and getting some guidance has been invaluable. Yeah, I, I would say to get the most out of this experience <clears throat> is to trust yourself, trust the process, and be ready to get out of your comfort zone because that's where the growth happens. Uh, be ready to move into some things that you might not have been comfortable with previously um, and just dare to be great. <laughs> like I tell my daughter every day, don't be afraid to be great. Uh, put yourself out there and just trust, uh, trust Frank's process and trust your own heart uh, more so than anything. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.